is all about, I mean, those who are not here, sad news, but this, I'm told, marks the beginning of a year-long series of activities to celebrate 25 years of impacting life, mm-hmm. I mean, influencing society, influencing the discourse, and leading the media scene in Ghana. The excited... Komla Adum, they're bringing us up to speed on the prayer and thanksgiving service um, currently underway at the Kukumlimli branch of the Victory Bible Church. And the hashtag is Grateful Hearts. And what are people talking about, Mapitso? All right, so people are talking about hashtag um, Joy at 25. And Alejandro says, Congratulations, Joy Fim, on your silver jubilee. I remember the earliest voices. As Mamali said, good friends we've had and good friends we've lost along the way. Rest in peace to Dusty, Komla, and Nanaya who have taken who have taken the lead into eternity. Congratulations again, Joy FM. You have served Ghana with devotion over the years. And this one is from Ed Ezra, who says, Well done, Multimedia. You have done extremely well in the media space in Ghana. And uh, Sodra Rex also says, Multimedia, congratulations, more blessings, and more dedication. And that's it for the midday news. There's more news when you log on to myjoyonline.com. Hashtag Grateful Heart is on. Dr. Mensah Bill has living word. Please stay. I'm a Kosia filler. But it's not like I'm nosy. I'll go out to find out the latest filler. It's just that I get 50 megabytes of data free after paying for only the first minute of every call. And so I just keep discovering stuff minute after minute. That's how come I was minding my business, scrolling through my timeline, and I found out Coco has a new baby. Hmm. Oh, and lastly, I learned Ken won the lottery. You see, Ken is my brother's friend. So hello. Look who's about to vote with the rich and famous. <laughs> Enjoy even more value with MTN Free After One. You only pay for the first minute of your call on MTN Free After One. And the rest is free. Plus, you enjoy free 50 megabytes worth of data to browse your favorite sites. Open where? Open there. So dial star 315 hash to sign up. Good day for you everywhere you go. Terms and conditions apply. of becoming victims of globalization. Not the shakers and the movers. That a great man was asked, how do you bring up children? And he said, the first is by example, the second by example, and the third by example. What are the top ten things? Abed, I should confess to you, it's a very difficult subject you're handling. If you ever found Kelly anywhere, still as two, the three legs of those two are faith, fruitfulness, and enjoyment. Please don't pull any of these legs out. <laughs> <laughs> Ten years of reviewing the past, situating the present, and predicting the future. Springboard, your virtual university matriculates at 7 p.m. and graduates at 8 p.m. every Sunday on Joy 99.7 FM. Springboard is a very significant intervention in our national life. The radio program, the virtual university, and the roadshow have become important uh, factors in the development of our human capital. Springboard is brought to you by Legacy and Legacy and Joy FM and proudly sponsored by Ecobank, MTN, and Central University with support from the graphic business. Hi, this is Sharon Lecter, co-author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and the Rich Dad series. Remember to keep listening to Springboard, your virtual university with Albert Okran. It's going to help you create financial freedom for yourself and your families. Springboard, your personal value will shoot up. Joy 99.7 FM.
hope to many around the globe, transforming lives into legacies. Live in Word with Pastor Mensah Otobiel. And now, today's word. So once you start doing something and it doesn't appear enjoyable, we quit. Sometimes you have to enjoy by creating joy in what you do. We stop winning because we don't enjoy what we're doing. The joy is gone. It's just mechanical. We stop winning because we think we've done enough. We've done enough. And believe you me, the moment you say, I've done enough, that's the end of your life. I heard Usain Bolt says he's quitting. He's quitting athletics. The guy is still the world champion. Nobody can beat him. He says, I'm quitting. And you know why he says he's quitting? He says in 2017, I'm quitting. I'm not going to run again after the world, world championships. I'm, I'm, I'm through. I'm sure he'll win the world championship, but he's through. Because he says, I've done everything I can do. There's nothing more to do. Now, for him, it's understandable. He's won several gold. He's been world champion over three Olympics. He's done many things. And athletics has an age span, and you, you, you have to quit at a certain point. But the reason is, I have done enough. I, I, there's nothing more to achieve. I can't do anything more. And the moment you can't see anything more to do, you will quit. The problem with many people is you haven't won gold. You haven't won silver. You haven't won bronze. But you feel you have done enough. Ah, I'm a human being. What ah, can a human being do? I have done all that a human being can. You think you've done all that a human being can do? Go and check other human beings. They've done a thousand times what you've done. You've done what lazy people do, not what all human beings do. The moment you say, I've done enough, what more is there? Now, if you are, you say, bold and you say, what more is there? We will understand you. If you are Bill Gates and you say, what more is there to earn? We will understand you. You've, you've, you've proven your point. But if you are you, <laughs> and you say, what more is there? What more is there? What have you achieved, by the way? What have you done? But when people feel, I've done enough, even when they're 16 and they say, I've done enough, they will quit. If you're 20, you say, I've done enough, you will quit. If you're 50, you say, I've done enough, you will quit. If you're 70, you say, I've done enough, you'll quit. I don't mind if somebody is 70 or 80 saying, I've done enough. That's fine. Done, at least they've piled up years. That's not too bad. But most of you, you're not 70. You're not 60. You're not even 50. You say, you've done enough. Look at yourself. Look at yourself. So many people quit because they think, yeah, I've done enough. Number three, people stop winning because we get tired of the constant pressure. Constant pressure. The pressure of success is very tough. The pressure of competition, the pressure of keeping ahead, 
the pressure of meeting demands. Waking up, working hard. Sometimes you just feel the pressure is too much. Once you get tired of the pressure, you will quit. You stop winning. Number four is the feeling of rejection and loneliness. The feeling of rejection and loneliness. The more successful you become, the lonelier life gets. The successful people are known by many, but they live alone. The higher you go, the lonelier it gets. If you don't want to be lonely, stay at the bottom. There are so many people there. It's very comfortable. You meet all your friends. Everybody stay nicely. But if you want to be successful, it's going to get lonely. When you start life, there are so many people ahead of you. And we all, every human being sets target. Oh, I want to be like that one. I want to be able to do. And at a certain point, you are like that person. Then you set another target. I want to be like that one. And then at a certain point, you are there. And then, oh, I want to be like that one. And then at a certain point, you realize there's nobody ahead of you. There's nothing ahead of you. Nothing to inspire you. It's lonely. People don't understand you. People are trying to take advantage of you. Everybody thinks you are a money bag. They must steal from, from you and take your money from you. You don't have any friends you can trust. Maybe one or two. And if you have one or two, thank God. But at a certain point in your life, you're going to realize frustration and rejection. I don't know what it is about a human race, why we reject successful people. But it's part of the human story. If you are a failure, you have a lot of sympathy. If you are successful, you have a lot of judgment. And everybody thinks they have to try to dim your light a bit because you are too bright. Everybody feels they have to do something to bring you down a bit because you are too high. So the higher you go, the lonelier it gets. And that's why a lot of people at a certain point say, I've done enough. But I don't mind if you are that high. And you say, well, it's too much pressure. You know, I just want to go and hide. Fine. But if you haven't gone that high, you have no right to make that statement. And the third, fourth, fifth reason why people stop winning is that they start following other interests. They start following other things. Pleasure, fun, just enjoying themselves. Some take up bad habits, they start following uh, some interest that is not productive. Some get into alcoholism, into drugs, and into lustful living, and so on and so forth, and they derail. I don't know why Joash hit it three times, but my guess is he felt praise enough. Grace enough. If I do it three times, I think I'll conquer this thing. Three is not enough. God doesn't want to give you three. He wants to give you a thousand. He wants to give you a thousand. And there has to come a point in your life where when God opens a certain door, you have to be like Elisha and say, I want a double portion. You have to keep striking until you have total victory. 
because there are certain problems in life you have to solve them thoroughly thoroughly win over them fully and completely so that you can say in this area of my life I have thoroughly and totally conquered this problem then you can go on to something else but don't do things by halves and I believe that God is bringing us and has brought us into that space in our lives where he's going to ask you what do you want and how many times are you going to strike for victory how far do you want to go when we say bigger, better, greater, what is bigger for you? What is better for you? What is greater for you? How far do you want to go? What is your demand? Do you want a double? Do you want to be greater? How do you see it? How do you perceive it? How can you conceive it? How do you achieve it? There has to be something in you that is hungry for more. Because the door God has opened before you is not a small one. The east door, the east window is open. And God is saying to you, shoot. And he's saying, as long as you keep fighting, I'm going to give you victory in this area. As long as you keep pushing, I will give you victory in this area. As long as you keep going, my hand is on you and we're not going to stop. We're not going to quit. I don't know about you, but I feel that God has opened a door of access to us. And that in that door of access, there is no limit to where he can take you. He can take you further and further and further. Don't strike one. Don't strike two. Don't strike three. Keep striking and striking and striking till there's no arrow to strike. Complete it. Finishing power. Finishing power. Let me end with three simple words of advice to you. If you're going to go far and not hold back, one of the first important things you have to learn to do is not to apologize for God's blessing on your life. Don't apologize for God's blessings on your life. This is difficult for all of us. We feel bad when God does good things for us. Especially when people don't have what we have. We feel bad. And you know, sometimes you meet people and you say, Oh, I like your, I like your new car. They have to apologize for, Oh, this new car, it wasn't even new. And, you know, and uh, I didn't even want it. And somebody gave it to me and I rejected it. And finally, it's, uh, is it nice? Don't apologize. If you are blessed, you are blessed. It's not your fault. You didn't bless yourself. If somebody else is not blessed, that's leave them to God. But enjoy what God has given to you. Definitely don't use your blessing to, to humiliate people. But don't apologize. When God makes you rich, don't apologize. You know, don't say, what is money? What is money? Throw it away, let's see. I mean, when, when I hear rich people say, what is money? Money is nothing. I say, money is nothing. You have it. You say it's nothing. Throw it away. 
And when I hear poor people say, what is money? I say, yeah, look at what you're saying. <laughs> you don't have it, you say, what is it? How can you know what it is when you don't have it? Any rich person who says money is not important is not truthful. Because if they were truly truthful, they would throw it all away. So the next time you meet a rich person, say, what is money? Say, give it to me. <laughs> I, and then you start to define, I didn't mean it is nothing. I, don't, I mean it can't buy you everything. Everybody knows it can't buy everything. But it's good. <laughs> oh, it is good, I'm telling you. It is good. It is good. Poverty, poverty, poverty is a devil. Because poverty can make you do things you don't want to do. When the late Blemieza was alive, I, I heard that he used to throw parties in his house. And he would put money there and say, whoever would dance the hardest, I'll give him that. And you see fathers competing with their children, dancing. And dancing, you have to dance in a very, very awkward manner. And, and then you point to somebody and say, well, your dance is nice, come and collect. And then the frenzy increases. Poverty is not good, though. I'm telling you, it will make a father disgrace himself, a grandmother disgrace herself. It will make you behave so stupidly and you say, why am I doing this? It's just poverty. Poverty. It's bad. So don't tell me what is money. I know what it is. If you don't know what it is, give it to me. And if you don't have it, don't complain what it is. I, I, the riches are nothing. Riches are riches. You don't have it. <laughs> don't apologize for God's blessing. If God blesses you with a new house, live in it. If God blesses you with a new car, drive it. If God blesses you and you want to go on holiday, go. Don't go and be in a hotel, they serve you the food and you say, well, by this time there are people who don't have food. Even if you donate yours, there will still be people who don't have food. <laughs> you know, you, people say things like, there are, people, there are people in my village by this time who are hungry. Even if you donate your food, they will still be hungry. Just enjoy it. Don't apologize for God's blessing on your life. Two, don't reduce your capacity to make other people comfortable. You don't help people by pretending to be like them when you are way ahead of them. The good news is that most people are challenged by people's success. All of us are challenged. You go to your, your friend's house, you see something, and you say, well, I have, I'm going to work hard towards that. You see people, and you get challenged by them. But if the one who is to challenge you wants to come to your level, then he's deceiving you and he's cheating you of your own drive in life. Don't reduce your capacity. If you are intelligent, be intelligent. If you are smart, be smart. Don't go and fail the exam just to blend in. I had to get a couple of nines and Fs so that my friends will know that I'm also normal. They like your normal A because they also want to get A. If you get nines, you are discouraging them. If you get Fs, you are discouraging them. When you reduce your capacity, you don't encourage anybody. You discourage people. 